Hello, and welcome to the Real Life Real Talk podcast, and I am your host, William Carr. Today, I will present a compilation of poems by Langston Hughes, born 1901, deceased 1967. The first poem is called Dream Variation. To fling my arms wide in some place of the sun, to whirl and to dance till the white day is done, then rest that cool evening beneath a tall tree while night comes on gently, dark like me. That is my dream. To fling my arms wide in the face of the sun, dance, whirl, whirl, till the quick day is done. Rest at pale evening, a tall, slim tree, night coming tenderly, black like me. This next poem is called Life is Fine. I went down to the river, I sat down on the bank. I tried to think but couldn't, so I jumped in and sank. I came up once and hollered. I came up twice and cried. If that water hadn't been so cold, I might sunk and died. But it was cold in that water. It was cold. I took the elevator 16 floors above the ground. I thought about my baby and I thought I would jump down. I stood there and I hollered. I stood there and I cried. If I hadn't been so high, I might have jumped and died. But it was high up there. It was high. So since I'm still here living, I guess I will live on. I could die for love, but for a living, I was born. Though you may hear me holler and you may see me cry, I'll be dog, sweet baby, if you're going to see me die. Life is fine. Fine as wine. Life is fine. Dream. Hold fast to dreams, for if dreams die, life is a broken-winged bird that cannot fly. Hold fast to dreams, for when dreams go, life is a barren field frozen with snow. The next poem is by Edgar Allan Poe, January 19, 1809, died October 7th. 1849. The poem is titled The Raven. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of some gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. Tis some visitor, I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. Only this, and nothing more. Ah, distinctly I remember it was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the morrow, vainly I had sought to borrow from my book succease of sorrow, sorry for the lost Lenore, for the rare and radiant maiden who the angels named Lenore, nameless here forevermore. And the second sad uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before, so that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating, till some visitor entreating an entrance at my chamber door, some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. This is it, and nothing more. Presently my soul grew stronger, hesitating, then no longer. 
Sir, said I, or Madam, truly your forgiveness I implore. But the fact is, I was napping, and so gently you came rapping, and so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door, that I scarce was sure I heard you. Here I opened wide the door, darkness there, and nothing more. Deep in the darkness peering, long I stood there, wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming, dreams no mortal ever dared to dream before. But the silence was unbroken, and the stillness gave no token, and the only word there spoken was the whispered word, Lenore. This I whispered, and an echo murmured back the word, Lenore. Merely this, and nothing more. Back in the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning, so again I heard her tapping, something louder than before. Surely, said I, surely that is something at my window's lattice. Let me see, then, what thereat is, and this mystery explore. Let my heart be still a moment, and this mystery explore. Tis the wind, and nothing more. Open here I flung the shutter, in there stepped a stately raven, of his saintly days of yore, not the least obvious may he. Not a moment stopped or stayed he, and a lord or lady perched above my chamber door, perched upon a bus of palers just above my chamber door, perched and set and nothing more. Then this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling by the grave and stern decorum of the countenance it wore. Though they crest shone and shaven thou, I said, Art sure no craven, ghastly, grim, and ancient raven, wandering from the nightly shore. Tell me what the lordly name is on the night's plantonian shore, quote the raven, nevermore. Much I marvel this ungainly fowl to hear discourse so plainly, though its answer little meaning, little relevancy bore. But we cannot help agreeing that no living human being ever yet was blessed with seeing bird above his chamber door. Bird or beast upon the sculpture bust above his chamber door. With such name as nevermore. But the raven sitting lonely on the place bust spoke only that one word as it is sold in the one word he did outpour. Nothing further than he uttered, not a feather then he fluttered till i scarcely more than muttered other friends have flown before on the morrow he will leave me and my hopes have flown before then the bird said nevermore startled at the stillness broken by reply so aptly spoken doubtless said i what it utters is its only stock and store caught from some unhappy master whom unmerciful disaster followed fast and followed faster till his songs one burden bore, till the dirges of his hope that melancholy burden bore of nevermore. But the raven still beguiling all my fences into smiling, straight out wheeled as a cushion seat in front of bird and bus and door. Then, upon the velvet sinking, I betook myself to Lincoln, fancy unto fancy, 
thinking for this ominous bird of yours? What this grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt, and ominous bird of yours meant and croaking nevermore? Thus I sat engaged in guessing, but no syllable expressing to the fowl whose fiery eyes now burn into my bosom's core. This and more I sat divining, with my head at ease reclining, on the cushion's velvet lining that the lamplight gloated o'er, but whose velvet violet lining with the lamplight gloating o'er, she shall press, ah, nevermore. Then methought the air grew denser, perfumed from an unseen censer, swam by seraphim, whose footfalls tickled on the tufted floor. Wretch, I cried, thy God hath lent thee, by these angels he hath sent thee, respite, respite, and nepot from the memories of Lenore. Quaff, oh quaff, this kind of nepot, and forget this lost Lenore, quoth the raven nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, whether tempter sent or whether tempest tossed the hill ashore, desolate, yet all in doubt, on this desert land enchanted, on this home by horror haunted, tell me truly, I implore, is there, is there bomb in Gilead? Tell me, tell me, I implore, quote the raven nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, by that heaven that bends above us, by that God we both adore, tell this soul with sorrow laden, if within this distant Aiden, it shall clasp a satin maiden, who the angels name Lenore, clasp a rare and readier maiden, who's the angel name Lenore, quote, the raven nevermore. Be that word our sign of parting, bird or friend. I shriek, I'm thotty. Get thee back into the tempest and the night's plantonial shore. Leave no black plume as a token of thy lie that soul hath spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken. Quit the bus above my door. Take the beak out of my heart and take thy form from off my door. Quote the raven nevermore. And the raven never fleeting, still and sitting, still and sitting on the pallet bust of Pallas just above my chamber door. And his eyes have all the seeming of a demon's that is dreaming. And the lamplight o'er him streaming throws the shadow on the floor. And my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be lifted never more. This next poem is by Alfred Tennyson, born August 6, 1809, died October 1892, and the title of the poem, Crossing the Bar. Sunset and evening star, and one clear call for me, and may there be no morning of the bar when I put out the sea. But such a tide as moving seems asleep, too full for sound and form. When that which drew from out the boundless deep turns again home. Twilight and evening bell, and after that the dark. And may there be no sadness of farewell when I embark. For though from out of our bourne of time and place, 
the flood may bear me far. I hope to see my palace face to face when I have crossed the bar. Thank you.